This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And hi and a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome, as always, to the Reds Hot Stove League. Yes, indeed, we have a very good gathering, one of the biggest so far this offseason down here at the Holy Grail Banks, right across the street from Great American Ballpark. We are, what, two days now removed from the glorious holiday of Christmas, and we can see that while everybody loves the holiday, everybody also loves when the holiday is over. They can get back into their, quote, normal routine, and if you need evidence of that, just look around the room here. We have a big, big crowd, and of course, great listenership as always on the Reds radio network. We'll be talking Reds baseball and baseball in general until the top of the hour. I'm Jim Kelch, and boy, oh boy, am I pleased to announce my co-host tonight. And, and you correct me now if I'm wrong, but I believe this is your uh, debut for the Reds Hot Stove League, Mr. Jim Day. Hello, Jim. Hello, Jim Kelch. Got dueling Jims here tonight. This is not my debut. I've... Uh, in- this season it is, this okay. off season. But I have done it before. They've uh, they've called deep into the bullpen before. And then I, they're, I'm at the back of the pen. Dip so, into the well, yeah, as I'm, it were. I'm the long man, if you will, the, the guy, the 25th man on the roster. Well, you know, uh, during the season when we are talking with Marty and Jeff and the like, and uh, when Jeff or I go over to television, Marty refers to that as going to the dark side. Yes, he has. But for you, this is the dark side. No, not at all, because let's face it, I have a face for radio. I've had it for many, many years and uh, thought I was going to go into radio early in my career, but they just kept giving me TV jobs, And but here I am. I love radio. Well, listen, uh, how was your holiday? It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I'm always one of those guys that loves the holidays, loves the Christmas time or um, the holiday season, but I'm also, like you said, ready to get back to some normalcy. And right around the corner. This is the quickest off-season I think I've ever had. It's a quick I one. I can't believe it's almost January. I talked to a, a friend of ours, Jim Rosenhaus, who is part of the radio broadcast team for the Cleveland Indians today. And he said, yeah, I'm reporting out to spring training on February the 15th. He, you know, they were in the World Series. So yeah. you talk about a short off-season oh, yeah. now. Yeah, with the uh, World Baseball Classic this yeah. spring. Uh, spring training camps are moved up a week, or, week and a half or so. So it's going to be right upon us before you know it. In terms of Reds news, there's really not much going on. In fact, there really hasn't been much going on for the last month or so. And really, if you take it back all the way to the end of the season in October, a lot of uh, paper moves in terms of people being taken off the 40-man roster, others being claimed here and there and added. But really, in terms of a big name, or if you're a Reds fan saying, all right, this offseason, what is this team going to do? We've gone through October, November, and almost through December, meaning three months or 60% really of the offseason, and no big moves have been made yet. I know people get upset about that, but that's just the way that this franchise in its current position needs to operate. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. This uh, retooling, if you will, uh, it's not expected that they're going to go out and spend a bunch of money. Uh, perhaps they make a trade. There's been some guys that have rumored, obviously, some veterans. That could happen down the road. 
specifically when we get into January. But they're not going to spend the money now when you're trying to, you're gearing towards, I mean, they want to win now. They want to be competitive now. But let's face it, they're gearing more towards 2018. And why are you going to go out and spend a bunch of money if you don't think that you're going to compete at the highest level? Do they want to be more competitive this season? Sure they do. Um, But this is expected. And and really, once it gets to about the middle of January, when players who are arbitration eligible have to get their offers from the teams, and sometimes those players that are on a 40-man roster, at that point in time, teams decide to say, hey, you know what, we're not going to tender that guy a contract. And all of a sudden, they become a free agent. That's the kind of player, then, that the Reds are looking for, someone that is major league ready, maybe has had a down year in 2016 looking to bounce back maybe was injured a year a year and a half or so as of late looking to come back and uh, uh, maybe get them on the team and if you need any evidence of what kind of player that is how about Dan Straley no question about it if you can strike gold and on the waiver wire or any type of transaction like that that's what you're looking to do and let's face the Reds need to retool their bullpen uh, big time And if they do that, they can be a competitive team. They've got a decent everyday lineup. They've got a a stable of pitchers that if a couple come through and if Homer Bailey comes back and is healthy, uh, DiScofani continues uh, to be Anthony DiScofani. He stays healthy. They can be competitive in 2017, but they need to sign a couple guys, at least veterans, in my opinion, out of the bullpen. And those guys typically aren't signed until you get into January. So I know everyone's a little anxious for them to do something. But the market says that that starts in January. Yeah, that, and you're talking about the bullpen, and we've heard Dick Williams say it. We've even heard Brian Price say it, that they wouldn't mind if the, the price is right, the name is correct, to maybe sign a veteran starter also to go in with all the youngsters they have. They have the, quote, big four that will be back in terms of the starting rotation. Then you've got a whole slew of guys that are battled for that number five uh, spot. So, you know, we'll see how that, uh, how that occurs. You know, one of the things I like to do is kind of keep track of uh, guys that were here and where they have gone. A lot of times people say, well, what happened to so-and-so? Just today I read about a couple of guys. Uh, Ross Ohlendorf, who was with this uh, Reds team all of last year, signed to uh, play in Japan next year. He signed, I think it was $1.5 million. So uh, Ross is going over to play in Japan. Uh, one of your favorites, Kivas Sampson. He signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He had been designated for assignment uh, right near Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving. And then uh, a guy who two years ago we really thought was making a charge to make this Reds team, but unfortunately Kyle Waldrop, it didn't work out here, and he signed uh, a minor league deal with Seattle. So those are guys we're not going to see next year. I want to see Ross Ollendorf walk down the streets in Japan because <laughs> yeah. that is a big dude right well, that'd there. Be something. He's going to stand out just a little bit, sort of like uh, when uh, – Who's the former Reds uh, bullpen guy that, that went over there? Logan Andrusik. Logan Andrusik. Six foot nine, Logan Andrusik, walking the streets of Japan. So it'll be interesting. But a, a million and a half dollars, how can you fault him? He's on the back end of his career. Right. Let's face it, the, the season that he had last year, probably be tough to get an MLB invite. He signed to a spring training or minor league deal in spring training, most likely. A million and a half dollars to pitch in Japan at the back end of your career. That's good coin. Let me ask you this. What do you think of this? What did you think of Edwin Encarnacion signing with the Cleveland Indians? Shocker to you, or did you uh, did you think that might happen? Well, his age, um, you know, I, I guess got the best of him. I, I think uh, he got some bad advice by not 
re-signing with Toronto, the deal that they had originally offered him. Didn't they offer him $80 million yeah. for four years? Yeah, so now he accepts less. It's a terrific deal for Cleveland. I mean, they are all in. They are going for it. Sure. When you uh, add Michael Brantley, who's one of the best hitters in baseball when he's healthy, who they didn't have during their run to the World Series, and you add Edwin Encarnacion to that lineup, and the pitching, the young pitching that they have, uh, they are all in. They are going for it. So they what, $20 million a year for Edwin? Yeah, for three years and then yeah. a, an option for a fourth year. He'll probably, I guess, replace Mike Napoli over at first base. So mm-hmm. we'll have to, and we'll see a lot of them, of course, during the spring because the Reds and the Indians share the complex mm-hmm. in Goodyear. Now, we'll talk about this when we come back, but the Reds did claim two players recently. You're not going to recognize their names, but they did fill out the 40-man roster, and there are guys that get on there and then eventually get off so you never see them. But at least recently, they did sign a couple of players. We'll talk about those when we come back. But also, of course, like your questions. If you're here at the Holy Grail and you have a question, our main man, Dave Yudi Armbruster, off to our right, has a microphone, and you can ask that question of myself or Jim. And if you're listening and you would like to uh, join in, uh, the number is 513-749-7000. Or if you're outside the Cincinnati area, 800-843-2441. You, you warmed up? You ready to go? Ready to rock and roll. Let's get this bad boy going. Take some questions? Yeah. All uh, right. I told Marty I'd give you some dirty looks along the way to make you feel at home. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. The sassiness not, of the Brenneman. It's not the uh, hot stove league if you don't get a, a dirty look from Marty at least once. I also have some derogatory things to say to you during the break. <laughs> You're listening to the Red Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. We'll be back in a moment. We continue from the, the Red Hot Stove League here at the Holy Grail Banks. We are talking baseball, Reds baseball, for the next 40 minutes or until the top of the hour. I'm Jim Kelch, joined by, yes, none other than the great Jim Day from Fox, Ohio, and the Reds television. You see him roaming the stands throughout the games, getting the interesting interviews and occasionally he'll throw out some great stats and we are so pleased occasional that jim took time on this tuesday two days after christmas to come on down and join us for the reds hot stove league again we'd like to get you involved if you have a question come on up here and ask it or you can call 513-749-7000 or from outside the area 800-843-2441 jim we have a question off to our right so let's get to it yes sir hi is on? Uh, hi. Uh, you, uh, like you said, we're playing probably for the 2018 season. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about some of the younger uh, prospects we have, like Aquino, uh, maybe Rookie Davis, Sensel? Uh, do you think they'll get any playing time this year? Well, I'll, I'll answer first, and you can you can follow up. They're going to get playing time, but it won't be here in Cincinnati. I know Nick Senzel. Uh, came out lately and said, hey, he'd like to follow in some of the footsteps of the guys who were drafted in 15 who made it to the big leagues the following year. But I think the Reds are going to be a little bit more cautious with him in terms of uh, uh, getting up here this year. Now, if he starts at uh, high A and hits 350 and goes to double A and hits 350 and then goes to triple A and does well, yeah, we may see Nick Senzel up here. Rookie Davis is making his way here. But I, I my, my personal opinion is Senzel, Davis, some of those other guys, are still maybe a year and a half away or so from being here. There's another group that are on the verge of being here, like the Jesse Winker and Stevenson, who's been here, and, and Amir Garrett and that sort. What do you think, Jimmy? Did you say Aquino, Aristides Aquino? Yeah. Uh, you won't see him at the major league level this year, but he was a guy last year in spring training that uh, we didn't know a whole lot about. He was a, a 
raw talent, got a late start into baseball, I believe. But he was one of those guys in spring training that you're like, all right, who's that kid right there? Right. And then when I, because he just stood out, uh, particularly with the bat, he's a great athlete. Then I saw him at Reds Fest, and man, is he now put together. He is a big dude right now. And that's a name that you want to file away. He should. He is a, a very good talent. He was uh what he won the uh, player of the year. Player of the year in his league, Florida, uh, State. Florida State League. But he's still, you know, in the lower levels of minor league baseball. So don't look for him to be in Cincinnati this year. But certainly a name to follow on down the line. I agree with you that there's a, a batch of guys that are ahead of uh, guys like that, namely Jesse Winker. He's finally on the 40-man roster, so it's really go time for Jesse. And this is the biggest spring training of his career. He has to prove that one. Uh, he can continue to hit with consistency. He's been a 300 hitter in the minor leagues. His power numbers have not been there, but he's been often injured. Uh, he's had a wrist problem that I know has affected his power. So if he stays healthy, I'm excited about the player that he can be. And what could be a crowded outfield all of a sudden, when you've got Adam Duvall, you've got Shebler who came on at the end of the year, Billy Hamilton in center field, and then you've got a player like Jesse Winker. How can he crack that outfield, or is he better served playing every day at AAA? It's going to be interesting to follow him in in the spring. Yeah, you put Winker in that group. We mentioned Amir Garrett in that group, and then I really would put Dilson Herrera in oh, yeah. that group as well because if he doesn't make this team as a starting second baseman, he's more likely than not going to be in Louisville. Well, they've got a log jam up the yeah. middle, and it's the final year of the contract for Brandon Phillips, who has turned down trades in the past, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, it is my opinion, and this is based on nothing. I have no inside information. I have not talked to the front office about this. I have not talked to Brian Price about this. I've talked a little bit with Brandon about it. And just the impression that I get, if he is told that he's going to be a part-time player coming up this year, if they want to play the young guys, I think finally he might consider giving into a trade because it's the final year of his contract. If he wants to play beyond this year with someone out there, he, his value is better as an everyday player, particularly on a good baseball team, which most likely a good team would trade for him as the, one of the final pieces of their puzzle. Again, it's based on nothing. Nothing. It's just my opinion. I think if that's the situation that they tell him he's going to have his playing time cut back, I think that he wants to play every day and he might give in to a trade. You know, I heard, I believe it was Marty say last week that he thinks, Marty thinks, that the possibility exists that he has already been told something to the, of that nature, that it's a possibility that, that will happen. Yeah. And, again, I don't have any inside information. I have no idea if they've talked to him about that at all. It's just my opinion. All right. We have a phone call, so why don't we go to that. Jim, who do you have? All right, let's go to Mark and Xenia. Mark, what you got? Hey, uh, what do you guys think of Travis Wood coming back to the Red? I did not understand a word of that. Something what, do you guys about think of, what do you guys think of Travis Wood coming back? Travis Wood. Travis Wood. You know, they're going to have to come up with a left-hander in the bullpen. They have Tony Singrani that is still in the system. It's been hit or miss with Tony. He had great success as a starter uh, when he first came up, shifted to the bullpen, and it just depends on the day with Tony. I mean, the talent is there. Uh, the walks have been a problem, but they need more than one left-hander down in that bullpen. Travis Wood is a guy that obviously has some experience. He's been with Cincinnati. He was... Uh, Came through the system here with the Reds. He's a, he's a definite possibility. Ben, how about the ammo guy from the Cubs? I didn't hear that last part, but I'll, let me add this about Travis Wood. I agree with everything you said, 
I understand what the what the caller is saying, but the problem with Travis Wood is going to come down to one simple thing: money. cash, money. He's been yeah. very successful out of the bullpen for Chicago. I know he has expressed a desire to go back to the rotation. He is just going to require too much money, in my opinion, to bring back here. Agree? We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what the market bears. The prices continue to go up, and again, it's going to be in January when some of those big name relievers. The really high price relievers, as soon as they go off the market and set the market, if you will, then the Reds are going to jump in and hopefully get a couple of veterans. And I, in my opinion, they have to add at least one left-handed pitcher to the bullpen. Our number is 513-749-7000 or 1-800-843-2441. This reminder, Reds Hall of Fame and Museum's Pete Rose Hit Collection fundraising campaign featuring 2,456 baseballs, each signed by Pete and stamped with the official Pete Rose Hit Collection logo, and baseball's unique hit number are available. Purchase a Hit Collection baseball and become the owner of that hit and help support the Pete Rose Sculpture Project. You can purchase that today at RedsMuseum.org. We have news coming up. We have another half hour of the show. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks. We'd love to have you Come on down. We have a great crowd on hand. And, of course, we'll take your questions if you have one, if you are listening. I mentioned, Jim, that the Reds did sign two players that filled out their roster and also Mm -hmm. that they would not recognize, talking about the fans, their names. You have them. I do. Don't you? (laughs) Kidding, Jim. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, when you're in the Reds situation, you want to take a flyer on a couple of guys. one of these guys is uh, up in age. Tyrell Jenkins, was he 26? 26. 26 years old, uh, as well as. Uh, why am I? That not? would be uh, uh, Richie Schaefer. <laughs> Thank you very much. You got that? Yeah, uh, I got that. It's time to get glasses for me. All right. Well, uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're with us on this Tuesday night. We invite you to stay with us after the bottom of the hour break. We'll come back with more Reds talk from the Holy Grail. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. We'll be back after this. We roll on from the Holy Grail at the banks on the Reds Hot Stove League on this Tuesday night, the 27th of December. We mentioned earlier, very good crowd here on hand. We'll be back here next week as we lead into the new year. And then, uh, you know, what we have then, we have, what, four Tuesdays in, in January, another four or so Tuesdays. In February, and then all of a sudden the show will emanate from uh, Goodyear, Arizona, as we have, what, four or five shows out there during the course of spring training. So we're not that long away now from really getting into the baseball mode. I know, Jim Day, I talk to a lot of people who say, uh, once Christmas is behind us, I go full bore baseball mode. People are like, when uh, when can we hear Marty on the first spring training game? Because that's really the sign that spring is right around the corner you know before we went to break uh my bad eyes couldn't uh read your 40-man roster <laughs> but we should expound on a couple of the players that the uh the reds did claim off of waivers one being tyrell jenkins uh whom they claimed off of waivers from the texas rangers 26 26 years of age a right-handed pitcher coming off of shoulder surgery this was a guy that had a high velocity in the past after that surgery his velocity i take it has gone down a little bit he's had trouble finding the strike zone at times but there's a guy that perhaps could be earmarked for the bullpen uh, a guy that 
could possibly be throwing the mid-90s that could be, get a look in the bullpen. I think he has an option left, so if he doesn't make the big club, he could go down to Louisville and hone his skills. Uh, and then the other guy uh, is Richie Schaefer from the Phillies, an infielder who's had really good numbers in the minor leagues before this past season. He really struggled this past season, so he's made available. And the Reds, again, when you're an organization, you've got to take flyers on guys. And did you know much about Dan Straley before they claimed him off of waivers besides the little bit that you read about him in the American League? It was with the A's, et cetera. And look what uh, – what turned out what he turned out to be so uh, i couldn't agree with you more i mean yeah there are guys out there yeah. that will that will uh step up take the challenge and uh, develop older as we like to say they mature a little bit later on yep. and hopefully the reds can find some more like him all right our numbers uh 513-749-7000 or one 843 we have a caller from dayton dave you're up next on the reds hot stove league Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, this uh, question's for Jim Day. Um, Jim, I, I really uh, enjoy your work that you do on the Reds broadcast, and I, I don't know how you put up with all that post-game pounding on those metal rails <laughs> each night. But the um, I wanted to ask you, with you know being around and down on the field and um, around the players, for us uh, everyday fans' perspective, who are your you know, one or two generally just great guy, class act reds that you like. Um, what is Joey Votto really like? And lastly, if you were in charge, would you keep Joey throughout his uh, contract or always, or maybe look to move him to Toronto, uh, you know, back home or, or make a deal one day? The good questions, Dave. Jim, what? Throwing me into the fire. You? What sure, say throw you me right that? into the fire. Appreciate your compliment, by the way, Dave. Uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. Um, some of my favorite guys on the team that are just genuinely good guys, this is not going to surprise anyone. Uh, Zach Cozart would fit into that mold. Right. Uh, in a quick fashion, a. Eugenio Suarez, a terrific guy. Adam Duvall, top shelf, as good as it gets. Tucker uh, Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart is uh, once clearly one of the best individuals I've ever covered. Michael Lorenzen is a class act. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a ton of guys out there that uh, you could talk about. Anthony DiScofani is a pleasurable guy to be around. Uh, there's really not any bad apples. We, we've no. had, and I'm not going to mention any names. In the past, there have been. There have been some tough guys to be around. Um, as far as Joey Votto goes, um, he is not an, an unpleasant guy to be around. He's just... Um, his personality, he's not a very outgoing guy. He's a shy guy. As he's far reserved. As he's reserved when it comes to uh, uh, talking or interacting with people he doesn't know. But um, I don't really care if a guy is hard to deal with at all. All I care about is I want him to play well between the white lines. I want him to hustle. I want him to represent the community well off the field. And I want him to play well. And it really doesn't matter if they're jerks to me or not. Uh, we just, they're paid to perform. Um, so I, I have no problem with uh, Joey Votto. As far as would I trade him, uh, that depends on, obviously, in any trade situation, what you're going to get back. If you can, uh, you can get a tremendous amount of prospects for him, high-grade prospects, absolutely. I, w I would certainly try to move that money. You may have to pay some of that money as well. But Joey has a full no-trade contract. Um, I am in the camp that I do not 
complain about him walking. This game's about getting on base. Right. And if you're going to get on base at the highest level in the league, it's the Reds' duty to put guys around him to drive him in. Um, so I had walk all you can if they're not going to pitch to you. And he's he's a guy. And you know, I talked to I've talked to Pete Rose about this many many times. Johnny Bench was not a a good uh, non-strike hitter. Uh, Joe Morgan didn't like to swing out of the zone. So if they're not going to throw him pitches he wants and they're going to walk him, take your walk. It's up to the Reds to put some guys around him to drive him in. All right, parents, I want to remind you about the official Reds baseball and softball camps presented by United Healthcare. This is a can't-miss opportunity for kids of all skill levels. All campers will receive their own Reds uniform, instruction from a Reds coach. You can meet Reds players and much more. You can sign up today at reds.com slash camps. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks right across from Great American Ballpark, presented by Budweiser. More right after this. All right, glad you're with us on this Tuesday night from the Holy Grail at the Banks, the Reds Hot Stove League. Jim Kelch and Jim Day dueling gyms tonight. We've got a lot of calls waiting. Woody is standing by. Zach is standing by. We're going to start things with Larry from Richmond, Indiana. You're up next. Hi, Larry. Hello. What's on your mind tonight? I want to know about a couple of players, their whereabouts. Now, one of them uh, is Sean Marshall. All right. Who else? Uh, Oh, the other one is the uh, former closer and hard-throwing pitcher that was on the Cardinals, Jason Mott. Jason Mott? Yeah. Well, Jason Mott this past year was uh, with the Cubs for a while, I believe. Was he not, Jim Day? Yes, and I believe he's with the Rockies now. He signed with the Rockies, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's with the Rockies. Now, as far as Sean Marshall goes, we see him when we go to Wrigley Field. He is often a visitor there because he makes his residence in Chicago. And uh, saw him a couple times this year. He is out of the game, uh, as far as I know. Retired? Retired. He didn't. He did not pitch this past year. Right. Now, whether he's trying to make a comeback this year, I do not know. Uh, but that last shoulder surgery that he had really did him in. And uh, he was just a visitor as a fan, uh, seeing some former teammates on both sides, the Cubs and the Reds, when we went into town, saw him a couple times. And you want to talk about another guy that's a great guy. Sure. Sean Marshall is another top-shelf guy. You know, uh the end of his career, unfortunately, as you mentioned, plagued by injuries. But, boy, when the Reds first acquired him, he was top-notch out of that bullpen, wasn't he? He really was. And that big old bending curveball, yep. man, uh, coming out of that pen. Um, and the Reds could certainly use a Sean Marshall-type guy in that pen. All right, we have more calls. Let's go to Adams County and talk with Zach. Hello, Zach. Hey, what's going on? We throw that right back at you. What's going on? I got the best player for the 2017 season, Tracy Jones. <laughs> I didn't catch that. What did he say? I, I believe he said Tracy Jones. Tracy, Tracy Jones, Jones, the two-niner. <laughs> you know, you must listen to Tracy in the afternoons on our flagship because he is always touting his yeah. abilities to uh, have played the game and maybe continue to play the well, game. he played with five teams. I don't know if you knew that or not. He played with five different major league teams, and that also meant that five major league teams didn't want him. At least four <laughs> of them. Yeah. 
No, Tracy's a good dude. He's a good dude. Tracy's a good uh, guy. And, man, was he talented before he got injured. Unfortunately, uh, back in those days, the, um, the medical isn't what it is today. If he had not injured his knee, he was a really, really good player. And he is – I really enjoy Brenneman and, and uh, Jones on baseball, or as he likes to call it, Jones and Brenneman on baseball yeah. during the baseball season. Very funny show. And, in fact, the best part of that really – is to sit up in the booth when they record those things. They'll do four or five of them in a row. Classic. Yeah, I know. Classic. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Zach. We appreciate the question. Let's go to Mount Orb and Woody. Hello, Woody. Hey, Jim. How are you guys doing tonight? Jim and Jim. Good. Yeah. Jim and Jim. It's like Dumb and Dumber. Oh, it's like Mike and Mike, I guess. But anyway, let me ask you. Jim Day, I know you went through those names. You couldn't go with all of them nice guys. Is Brandon as good as he seems like when you're in your interview? I mean, you just have a blast with him. I mean, is he one of the guys that's one of the all-time great guys there as far as an interviewer? Well, yeah, if you consider uh, he physically uh, assaults me during some interviews. <laughs> well, you're right. Uh, he, I mean, you act like that he's just a great guy that you and him have a good relationship as far as uh, uh, an interview on there. Yeah, no, I have a good relationship with him. Let's face it. When I'm doing interviews, though, it's usually with the play player of the game or exactly. has had a really good game. And uh, let's be honest here. Brandon loves to talk about himself. About himself. So exactly right. They're usually good interviews in that regard. But uh, he is as fan-friendly as you get. Uh, sometimes behind the scenes, not necessarily as talkative as he is between the white lines or out in the dugout or on the field. But I'm okay with that because he is as fan-friendly as I've ever been around. And uh, I applaud him for that because it's not easy. People are always wanting this or wanting that. Uh, he does like to see himself in pictures. He does like to hear about himself. But, hey, that means he's fan-friendly, so we'll take oh, We know he's fan-friendly. I mean, Hopefully he's listening right yeah, now I, I, and uh, is going to give me grief about what I just said. But, hey, and you guys do a good job, the two of you there. It's, it's nice to hear both of you guys here together. You, you do a great job. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Woody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, let me bring this up before we break, because if, if Brandon is listening, he would want me to bring this up. <laughs> Didn't he kiss you on the cheek one time during an interview? Didn't he do that? He's kissed me on the cheek more than once during an interview, and he has a knack of when I'm sitting on the field uh, in the pregame show, he'll come, he'll sneak up behind me and lay lay one on me Will all he? the time. Yeah, all the time. Photo which, bombs you all the time all the when time. you're on the Makes on me the uncomfortable show. in my workplace. Yeah. He did a really good at photo bomb in the dugout. I was doing a report from the dugout, uh-huh. and he is standing behind me, literally dancing and giving me like these faces. <laughs> I, I I can't show it obviously we're on radio, but these faces, and. Uh, I don't know. It's a who does the, it all the time. The insight we are getting from Jim Day from Fox Television <laughs> is priceless tonight. Well, I mean to tell that. you priceless. All right, we're going to take a break. We have one for, uh, one final segment to come. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. More in a moment. One final segment to go here at the Holy Grail Banks as we talk Reds baseball on this Tuesday evening. This is the Reds Hot Stove League. I'm Jim Couch. Jim Day is alongside. And, uh, Jim, we were talking about spring training, the the pitchers and catchers report on the 13th of February. The uh, rest of the team reports on the 16th. Game start a little bit earlier this year because of the World Baseball Classic. And that's one of those situations that comes up every four years when the World Baseball Classic comes up. And that is, do players participate or do they not? 
And then do organizations want their guys to participate or do they not? There is the one thing that's in there, and that is if a player was injured at the end of the season the year before, they cannot participate in the World Baseball Classic without the approval of their team. So, for instance, a Zach Cozart, a Billy Hamilton could not play in the World Baseball Classic this coming spring unless the Reds give them permission. Right. Billy has said if they wanted him, he'd like to play. I've heard that. Uh, there was a question, at least, that... Uh, Reds Fest as to whether Joey Votto was going to play or not, but now things that I've read since then appears as if he is going to, to play. For Team Canada? For Team Canada. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be There's some big names on uh, Team USA it, uh, as we get on in years in, in that event. Uh, more and more are wanting to represent their country, so uh, look it up. Some of the names will be like, wow, those guys, uh, some big name players on there. So for spring training games that normally begin the first two or three days of March this year, it'll begin on uh, a Friday, February the 24th. The Reds will not start with the Cleveland Indians, though, as they usually do. They'll play in Scottsdale against the San Francisco Giants. We have uh, uh, the, the games at the end of spring in Louisville and in Dayton, the future Stars games against the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds in Louisville on Friday, March the 31st, and in Dayton on Saturday, April the 1st in the afternoon. And then there's those two Las Vegas games yeah. that are thrown in there this year. You're going to get that assignment? Actually, I don't think we're going to carry those games on oh. radio. And I, I, What are you guys doing on no, we, Vegas? No, I, I do not believe we'll do those games uh, television-wise in Vegas. Well, maybe as much the, as uh, I lobbied for it. Remember a couple yeah. of years ago we went there uh, yeah. for the spring training games. Maybe those games will be carried by Cubs television and people who are interested can watch it uh, over there. But otherwise... You've got uh, usually one off day in the spring. This year there are technically three. March 6th is an off day. March 16th is an off day. And then right at the end of the Arizona portion of the schedule, the last game out in Goodyear comes up March the 29th. Then there's an off day on that Thursday. Then the two back-to-back Futures games. Then the workout. And then for the second year in a row, how about the Reds opening up with the uh, Phillies? Philadelphia Phillies. And, uh, man, it was a good start to last season. Swept the Phillies and won their first four games out of the gates. And, uh, I'm looking forward to this season to see what happens because uh, the, the beginning of last season, I mean, when you have five starting pitchers that are injured and you have a bullpen that just, let's face it, imploded, it's tough to compete. Over After the All-Star break, over the second half, this team played right around 500 baseball. I think they, they can be competitive like that again if they stay healthy. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what happens. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, the questions, uh, you know, regarding the catching situation, Devin Mezzarocco, that's going to be a big one to answer. We'd love to see Billy Hamilton stay healthy all year. So there are yep. things. The Homer Bailey coming back, that's another right. big question. And will the Reds improve that bullpen and improve that bench so people feel good about the uh, 2017 season? All that is uh, still to be decided. Jim, thank you so much for sitting in tonight. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. A lot you of fun. It. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're done for this Tuesday night. A reminder, we'll be back here next Tuesday. I believe it's Marty and myself. 6 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. Cincinnati time is uh, when the show begins. Our thanks to Dave Yiddy Armbruster, our producer, for Jim Day. This is Jim Kelch. Thanks for listening to the Reds Hot Stove League. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 